0: How's everybody doing? Happy Labor Day. Thank you to all our military men, women, and everyone who has uh, ever worked or planned to work for the good of this country and this world. Thank you for all that you do. We're going to listen to, this is The Hill, H-I-L-L, The Hill News on YouTube. Kim Iverson, Iverson, Bombshell Report Suggests Natural immunity triggers better response against COVID. Kim Iverson makes the case for rethinking COVID-19 immunity after a new report appears to cast doubt on the immunoresponse of vaccine Community rising. or oh, her show is called Rising. Rising is a weekday morning show. Blah blah blah. We don't need that. This is a report from August 30th. And it again it's the Hill. They're called the Hill. That's the name of their YouTube channel. And the title is Kim, K-I-M Iversen, I-V-E-R-S-E-N. Bombshell report suggests natural immunity. Let's listen.
1: From a previous infection and those who had recovered and received only one dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Now the study found that those who had recovered from COVID were 13 times less likely to end up reinfected, concluding that natural immunity confers longer lasting and stronger protection against infection, symptomatic disease and hospitalization. Now though the researchers did see some increased benefit for those previously infected who also received one dose of the Pfizer vaccine, the researchers concluded the difference was statistically insignificant. So why would those who have natural immunity have a more robust immune response? The researchers hypothesized that it's because of B and T cell memory and the fact people who recovered from the virus are exposed to the entire virus, not just the spike protein the vaccines expose the body to. The study is yet to be peer reviewed, but the findings are consistent with other studies and public health data. In July, the Israeli Health Ministry released data showing that of the nearly 850,000 Israelis known to have recovered from the virus, there were only 72 instances of reinfection, showing those with natural immunity were six and a half times less likely to be affected by the Delta variant than those who were fully vaccinated. In May, the World Health Organization found that the immune systems of more than 95% of people who recovered from COVID-19 had durable memories of the virus that remained fairly stable over time, only declining modestly at six to eight months after infection. Also, six studies, which encompassed nearly one million people from Qatar to Denmark to the U.S. Marines, all found that the range of reduction of reinfection from COVID-19 was between 82% to 95% and found that naturally induced immunity resulted in extremely low rates of hospitalization and death in the event of repeat infection. Now, in the beginning, I said this was a bombshell study, but the reality is this shouldn't have been a bombshell at all. Conventional science has always held that previous infection results in robust immunity against reinfection from various viruses. However, for some strange politicized reason, For the past year and a half, this scientific fact has been hotly debated here in the U.S., but it wasn't always. In the instance of chickenpox, the CDC recommends vaccination for those who haven't had a previous infection. On their website, under the heading, Who Needs a Chickenpox Vaccine?, the CDC says, People 13 years of age and older who have never had chickenpox or received chickenpox vaccine should get two doses at least 28 days apart. Unquote. Same thing for the measles and even polio, if they are not combined with other vaccines. Even during the smallpox outbreak, when vaccines became mandated, the certificate of immunity clearly gives clearance for those who had previously recovered from smallpox. So what's the difference now? Why suddenly, after over 100 years of recognizing previous infection as a robust form of immunity, are we suddenly rejecting science by forcing vaccines on absolutely everyone? Are public health officials just caving to the demands of a frightened public? Are they caving to the desires of greedy big pharma? In the European Union, where some countries have implemented vaccine passports, people can obtain one by either showing proof of vaccination, testing negative for the virus within 72 hours, or through proof of recovery from previous infection. This is based on sound science. So what is it that is causing the sudden rejection of widely accepted science here in the United States? We currently have colleges, corporations, big tech, politicians, and U.S. public health officials all openly excluding natural immunity as a basis for medical exemption. When recovered, patients raise an eyebrow over policies mandated they be vaccinated. Their educations, their livelihoods, and their ability to participate in society are threatened. Take, for example, Gianna Norris, a fiscal officer at Michigan State University. She recovered from COVID-19 late last year and has naturally acquired immunity. Now, even though she recently received two antibody tests that demonstrate her robust immunity from reinfection, the university is threatening disciplinary action and termination if she does not comply with with the school's mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy. She's currently suing. If you still haven't claimed your
0: 97,000... 000- well, I'm not surprised. wonder why it took so long to get this report out. Let's listen.
1: Professor of Law Todd Zawicki had fully recovered from COVID-19 but was also being threatened with termination if he did not comply with mandatory vaccination. Zawicki produced a statement from his own immunologist who advised that it was medically unnecessary for him to get a vaccine based on the fact he had acquired natural immunity. Only after the professor filed a lawsuit, did GMU GMU finally come around to the science they have long previously accepted for other viruses. Then there are guys like Trump, Rand Paul, and Thomas Massey, whom after infection have claimed to be immune from COVID-19. Nonetheless, Twitter labeled Trump's claim to be in violation of their community guidelines and misleading. CNN, giving backing to Twitter's claim, pointed to the CDC's stance that there's no evidence people are immune to COVID if they've been reinfected. Again, completely antithetical to all previously known science regarding immunity and even antithetical to their own stances listed on other areas of their website. Now, The study also brings into full focus a huge ethical question regarding our demand for mass vaccination of everyone, no matter their previous infection status. Should we be wasting vaccines on people who have stronger immunity than the vaccines alone can provide them when so many vulnerable people in the world haven't had a chance at a single dose? Why should greedy rich Americans take two or even three unnecessary doses when poor countries aren't able to get enough for even their elderly population? Now, as we race towards 70 to 80% double and triple vaccinated in this country, most of the countries in Africa haven't been able to vaccinate even 2% of their total population. Now, if the entire point of the mass vaccination campaign is to get upwards of 70% of the population immune in order to stop variants from forming, then why are we not rushing to send extra vaccines to the very countries where the variants are emerging from? Places like India, where the Delta variant is thought to have originated, has only about 35% vaccinated. Peru, where the vaccine-resistant Lambda variant dominates, has about 30% vaccinated. South Africa has around 15%. Colombia is sitting at less than 45%. All of these percentages are just for one dose, looking at full vaccination rates, and the percentages are much lower. The CDC estimates that over a third of all Americans have recovered from COVID. A third. That means if the vaccines can even help us reach herd immunity, we only need 50% vaccinated to get us to a combined 80%. Currently, the the U.S. is reporting just over 55% fully vaccinated. But it would be interesting to know how many of those were previously infected in order to give us a true picture of how close we are to this believed threshold for herd, herd immunity. This would be important data for us to know in order for us to find out if herd immunity is even possible with this virus. Now, luckily, countries like Israel are keeping impeccable records. They have not politicized the virus and they're able to give better insights into what's working and what isn't. Perhaps this recent study showing natural immunity to be the best protection will be the thing that finally changes our current line of thinking back to where it always has been. Now, no one is advocating for people to go out and purposefully catch the virus. But the reality is millions of people already have and we can expect that many more will. And the people who have recovered have robust immunity that should be accepted, even studied by our our society, as it always has, rather than shunned.
0: Well, that answers a lot of questions. The only question it doesn't answer is, what do they guarantee it may have worked in israel and could that be because of how close or far away they are to the equator and so many other factors in in most cases we know that everybody will be affected differently by this virus and any other virus because we all are uniquely engineered. Our immune systems are not the same. So um, it's good news. It's (laughs) very, very hopeful uh, news for some of us, but not all of us and then we have to consider look at the n- high number of deaths that already happened and if this if this delta and these other new variants that are coming after delta are going to continue to be exponentially more contagious than the ones before then that means the people that may be on the spectrum farthest away from the immunity that the natural immunity that it would take those of of us who may have a fragile immune system or may already be battling something Uh, pre-existing conditions. So there's so many exceptions to even this report that she's making and nobody's nobody's happier to hear that news than uh, the people that are still alive. But we know that this is not a virus that we want to play with, I, I, personally speaking, I feel like hybrid is is excellent. I personally feel that I want to continue to build my immunity, and you know that's something I've always worked on, even before there was COVID in the news. And I want to continue throughout and going forward. So for me, I would like to have a hybrid. I'd like to have natural immunity and a backup of the uh, vaccines and boosters if I can get them for as long as I can. Why? Because it, it really is a throw of the dice one day you have excellent immunity, the next day, you don't know is it the the plumber or or the, the cable person or somebody else comes and exposes you to, to chicken pox, who knows anything. Bam, there's your hit on your immune system. You don't know how that's gonna affect you and sometimes oh boy you can be healthy the next day you get a big exposure a high viral load and you're trying to age gracefully and you your doctor may tell you, you hey you're fine you know everything is okay good good keep it up and then you get exposed to something and you know everything is turned upside down so personally speaking I'm not anti vax no that helped me all my life to stay so healthy vaccines and then having so many siblings and Um, having such a large uh, extended family and friends so that we were always mixing and sharing each other's uh, air. And we were constantly building up our immune system. So um, I don't think we have to panic. I really don't. Um, I know we have to have to consider our individual health panel and we have to consider as we mature, as we get a little age, certain things occur, we change. True, that's true, but I don't think we have to panic, you know. It's a matter of fact, a point of personal privilege. I went so many times to a local place that was giving the vaccine. And I went at different hours during the day and in the evening. And they would always say, oh, we just ran out. Or um, can you make an appointment if you go too early? They will ask you. To make an appointment online, because why they've already allocated their supply, and they know they know they're not going to have any left over, but they just say they won't say that they'll let you come back and then say oh we we ran out well, why not say we've already allocated our today's supply?" Um, can you? Here's the next closest location rather than to just say, Well, you know, can you come back tomorrow or oh, we don't have any more vaccine? That person may walk out the door, me or another person may walk out the door, and that may be the last chance we have to get vaccinated. But that happened so many times during the last week or two that you know, I just decided, well, I, it's not that, you, that I wanted to throw the dice, take unnecessary chances, but w- what are the choices? Um, I, I could have easily went to the local hospital's I won't say easily, but I could have went to the local hospitals and then my viral load would have went even higher and I would have had to wait hour and a half, two hours and a half, three hours, maybe. and And after that, maybe they may want me to come back the next day because the hospital runs out, too. So see, we can't afford to, uh, to panic. We have to have uh, information. We have to have information. And know different ways to take care of ourselves. You know, maybe the broccoli is not the best tasting. <laughs> broccoli is not the best tasting food in the world. But... <laughs> You know, it packs a punch. It, 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 will get your, it will get your viruses and everything else in line. It, it works for me. I, I'm not a big fan of broccoli. I never have. But I I know I won't be without it. Not in a pandemic, no, not during the wintertime. Cause even even without the pandemic, uh, a couple of my sisters they're retired from nursing now, but a couple of them have said, well, each season of the year there are new viruses specific only to that season: summer, fall, winter, spring, and then they come back during the next season, they may come back even stronger, <laughs> you know, the next season, and we never even know about it. Half the time, we just, we're not affected by it, or not, um, uh, you know, not everybody's affected by it. So, uh, you know, to panic, um, that's, easy to do that's really easy to do but we have to have some alternative alternative health plans and measures and so they have a green juice in the store with garlic ginger all these juices green vegetables all this so you know that's that's something that I can't be without either, you know. No, but everybody has a has something that works for them. So just please, don't panic and find out what it is that works for you. And work with your doctors and your your nurses, all your medical providers work with them, do your part, stay healthy, stay safe. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Bye-bye.